I always tell people too that it's uh, to pick your battles in the kitchen. Like, yeah, don't feel like you have to make homemade chicken stock. Yeah. You know, because sometimes, sometimes people get like, I do too, like overwhelmed. Like, yeah. I'm like and not everything in here is from scratch. And I'm like, I have two kids. I'm running a business. <laughs> I do not have to make from scratch mac and cheese every time. This is the Modern Domestique podcast, where each episode focuses on a different aspect of modern home economics. It's all about exploring a way of life that enhances our community and environment from where it all begins, in the home. I'm Stacey Keating, and this episode is an interview with the owner of Food Lab, Casey Easton. Food Lab is a recreational cooking school located in Boulder, Colorado. Casey describes the space as a community culinary hub which means that Food Lab doesn't have any professional chef programs. They're focused on bringing food classes to everyday cooks like you and me. Casey's goal is to keep it laid back, fun, and informative. They even offer kids classes, which I think is a perfect way to incorporate modern home economics into a child's or even an adult's education. The classes they offer cover a big spectrum. They cover kitchen essentials like knife skills, And some of their upcoming classes cover making different things from scratch, like pupusas, sauerkrauts, souffle, ramen, gnocchi, and even a chocolate lavender tart. Man, my mouth is watering thinking of all of these delicious things, so I better let Casey take it from here. So Food Lab, um, I originally called, when I was trying to build it out, a a community culinary hub. Mm -hmm. And people were like, what is that? And I'm like, I I don't know. Um, (laughs) But it's what I had in my mind. So we're just going to call it a cooking school because it's too hard to describe. Yeah. Um, So we are a cooking school, a a recreational cooking school. No professional program. Everything's fun. Um, And we do everything from kids' birthday parties to 90-year-olds' birthday parties to corporate team building events. And then we have our public classes. Um, We have... Guest chefs come in, uh, national guest chefs. We have uh, a uh, oh, production space, so people will come in and use it to like do pictures for or video for food blogs and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and the reason I called it a community culinary hub is because I wanted it. I wanted to people to use it and think about it as more than a cooking school, mm-hmm. and that organically has happened. Uh, so it's nice. Yeah, like yesterday cool. we had. Um, the uh, I belong to a group called the Chefs Collaborative, and so we had Bristol-based salmon fishermen in here, and uh, chefs from Arcana and Basta and Rosenberg's Bagels, and so it was like this, you know, this really cool feel of like you know local chefs utilizing the space, mm-hmm. people learning about the fish and about sustainability. So you know, any anything food and wine related yeah. can happen here. That's very cool. Yeah, and some of the um, community classes, public classes I guess um I was looking at the website and it it's like a huge range which is so cool there's like chicha bread houses around the holidays and then like how to make little tacos and you know just yeah tons of different classes which I think is really cool yeah um I didn't see very many repeats on there is there uh, like a reason for that yes you do them seasonally maybe or? no so one of my philosophies that I I dreamt of on um, while sleeping or running or waking up in the middle of the night. Brushing your teeth. Uh, yeah. Um, was that I wanted this to run like a magazine, not a cookbook. Mm. Because you get a cookbook and you have it and it's the same recipes, it's the same 100 recipes and you can go back and remake them. And But, you know, you, you get to know the recipes. A magazine, you know, there might be, there might be 
an, an article about Mexican food in June and another article about Mexican food in July, but mm-hmm. there's going to be totally different recipes. It's going to be yeah. from different regions in Mexico. One's going to be tacos. One's going to be street food. So my big thing, are even if we have a fresh pasta workshop every month, like this month is going to be pumpkin ravioli. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the summer we had, you know, like lavender ricotta and, you know, beet linguine. Yeah. So I try to make everything, it, it definitely creates a little bit more work for me <laughs> and a little bit more on the creative side. But, um, but it's, so you're absolutely right. We, I try not to have any repeats. Yeah, it keeps it fresh and interesting, I think, too. Yeah. Um, you know, and exciting for the community to say, like, what can I take this coming month? You yeah. Know, since it's always new. Yeah. Um, I also did see some sort of foundation classes on there, like knife skills and fermentation and yeah. the Indian class, like make your own paneer kind of thing, which yeah. is really cool, too. Yeah. Um, is that kind of what the kids' classes are based around? More fo- foundational things? So or? we've got, we did the kids' classes. Uh, we started them last year and it's an eight week series and it's like the first day is pasta and they make pasta from everything here is from scratch Um, so they make the pasta I mean I shouldn't say everything like we have canned tomatoes and we you know but I mean for the kids we don't cook out of a box Mm -hmm. Um, but for the kids classes the first series we did was like first week is pasta second week is sushi third week is whatever cupcakes Mm -hmm. and the the kids are really receptive to cooking. Yeah. Um, and so we have now added a fundamentals class for them. Cool. And uh, our awesome teacher, Liza, has created a, a curriculum where it's, I mean, they come in, they're trussing chickens. Wow. You know, that's more than I can do. <laughs> yeah, no, like the parents are like, wait, hold on. I want to take this class. Yeah. Like they're making bernays and holidays. They're poaching eggs. These kids are like eight and nine. Wow. That's so cool. And they, they don't have a preconceived notion of what, Think you know? Oh, this doesn't taste like you know mm-hmm. uh, eggs Benedict. Like they yeah. don't they don't have that. So I think they're more free. Yeah, and maybe they don't have the fear too. Like, well, I tried to poach an egg once and it turned out awful. So right. now I'm afraid to do it again, kind <laughs> totally. of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's great. So they're learning. I mean, they're doing like they're, they're doing pretty cool stuff. Yeah. And I don't think anybody else does that. Yeah. And that's... They, they use knives. They use. I mean, they're on their own. Yeah, that's really cool. And um, it's definitely in relation to the the modern domestic. My blog. You know, there isn't home economics anymore, so, you know, the kids need to get it from yeah. somewhere, so they may as well come together in, like, their own course in a local space that's made for the community yeah. and make it happen there, which mm-hmm. is really cool. And then those kids want to, because I remember taking home ec. Exactly. I failed cooking. <laughs> that was, like, one F I got in high school. That's so funny, and now look at you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I said before in the podcast, I was kind of known as a person in my family that would burn water. Oh, that's so, so funny. Yeah, so I, I'm kind of along the same line yeah. as you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. I also saw that you did some, that you have some parent-child classes yes. coming up to really get both of them involved, knowing the same techniques and stuff, yeah. which is kind of cool. Yeah, we um, did a mother-daughter one a couple weeks ago, and when it, it sold out, it was great. And then I was like, let's do a dad yeah, child one. So we're gonna do a dad one. That's really cool. But yeah. they still have to. They still have to cook and work, <laughs> <laughs> which is also kind of the point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the teachers that you have on staff, can we kind of talk about what you look for? All of them are local, right? Yes. Well, most of yeah. them you have rotating. Yeah. Teams. So we've got um, basically like Dave, my my manager. We call him the regulator. He mm-hmm. teaches a lot of classes. He maintains the kitchen and, and all of that, which I realized after a month of trying to do everything by myself that I was going to die. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hadn't really slept. Um, but so he manages the kitchen, and then we have other um, different chefs come in 
And what, you know, like there's, what I always say is there's a big difference between an instructor and a chef. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can be a phenomenal chef and you cannot teach a class. Yeah. Um, and so I learned that very quickly in trying to find people to mm -hmm. work. Because you have to hold captive an audience of 16 half the time they're drinking wine. Yeah. And not always at the same level as the Not other at the same level. Yeah. People want to be entertained. Yeah. You know, they, I mean, not in like a tap dancing way, but you don't want to sit there and listen to somebody that, you know, that they're not entertaining in mm -hmm. some sort of way. Yeah. And I think that people, you know, soak up more knowledge when there's like good storytelling and good, you know, you know, interaction, like interaction. Yeah. Encouraged interaction between the students too. And, yep. You know. Oh yeah. So, you know, when I'm looking, I'm actually just about to go look for a couple more chefs, but, um, a lot of the chefs, they have their own business or they have their own thing because it's, you know, just maybe one or two nights a month mm. um, that they come in and they get to kind of showcase what they know and they yeah. have fun. So. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, and then the internet, or the national, the international, the national chefs, like we'll have guest chefs come in, like Peggy Markell came in. She does the Peggy Markell's culinary tours. We had Mark Vetri from um, Philly come in last month. And so that's, you know, we're kind of, grasping onto that a little bit that's mm -hmm. not you know one of the big things is that I didn't want this place to seem intimidating mm -hmm. and I don't want people to be like oh there's only James Beard award-winning chefs in there or like <laughs> I don't belong there yeah. so it's fun because we have a nice base now but then it's cool that we get to pull in these amazing chefs and have people you know get to kind of come in and, and be 16 on one yeah that's with these amazing. people yeah so, that's really exciting especially especially for foodies who kind of know yeah. who this person is yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> it's super exciting so we'll do more of that that's very cool um we have a really cool class actually coming up the uh with there's a there's so many great food people in this town yeah that's for sure so how many james award james beard award know. winning restaurants there's at least three or four maybe I know more Fresca. i'm not sure who, who else yeah, I, I was just reading the article. There's I think been a few it's nominees lot, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of great food people yeah. here, which is cool. Yeah. And the, um, there's, yeah, there's a, like a, we've got an olive oil class coming up and his, this guy, Steve Lewis, and he sells olive oil and he's, he's actually a wine guy as well. But, you know, he's bringing in a, um, what did he call it? I forgot the name. But anyway, he heat, like, they'll heat up the, he'll heat up the olive oil mm -hmm. to a certain degree so like people can really oh, smell the and aroma. taste it wow. and uh and um, so like stuff like that's fun to me you know, yeah like something... that's a good base knowledge too to know yeah. like that there are so many different kinds of olive oil and how to tell the difference so, yeah yeah that's very cool so um for the food that you get in is it mostly sourced locally how do you do you have any connections with specific farms no we'll you... go we'll get stuff from the farmer's market isabel farm we try to get a lot of stuff from mm -hmm. um and then in the winter there's just i mean yeah there's nothing of, you can do it's a lot of winter squash <laughs> yeah <laughs> sure so i don't even try to you know we're like nope we're you know yeah we get what we can from the farms and then mm -hmm. everything else is Know, the Whole Foods or right. Safeway or honestly wherever the good stuff looks good. Yeah. Lucky's usually has good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Lucky's is a um, for those of you not in Boulder <laughs> is a oh, local. Yeah. Um, Lucky's will probably be coming to them soon. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They're expanding here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're local and they put a lot of effort into organic and sustainable foods mm -hmm. and things like that. Yeah, um, which is really cool. Um, are there any classes that have been like? super super popular that people are like oh please do that one again um anything like that uh you know people really like 
the ethnic-y stuff. Mm. Like, we put on, I do not put on any more, like, paleo or gluten-free or anything like that. Because mm. I, I think that what happens is that, sure, you're gluten-free or sure, you're paleo, but you, you take care of that at home. Like, yeah. when you're going to go out and you're going to spend $75 and you want to drink wine and have fun with your friends, like, yeah. you you don't want to be sitting there creating the thing, same things that you create all the time at home. Yeah. And so I just pulled those. And we're very open. Like, I mean, people call us and they'll be like, we want to take the paella class, but we're ve- my, I'm vegetarian. My husband doesn't eat seafood. And we're like, that's fine. Oh, like, cool. Okay. So we always, you know, we have a class coming up, actually, a corporate team building event. And they're like, we want to do pasta, but there's three people that don't eat gluten. Mm-hmm. But we really want to roll the pasta. And, we, and I was like, that's fine. We'll just, you know, we'll have... A different, you know, they can roll it and they can do everything and they'll make the sauces and the salads. But yeah. then they'll have that when we sit down to eat, they'll eat the mm-hmm. gluten free pasta. Yeah. But as long as they're not celiac or they can, as long as they can still touch the flour. Like, so yeah. Yeah. We, we totally make sure that I mean, we're in Boulder. Everybody's got their own dietary their own, needs. Yeah. And so we, you know, we totally happy to, and that makes it almost fun for us. Yeah. Dave would probably kill me if I said that, but (laughs) (laughs) but to me it does because you're like, you have to get more creative. That's for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So a class structure ends with, um, eating the food that you produce. Yeah. So everybody, there's 16 people in it. We cap the public classes at 16 people, Mm -hmm. put them in about groups of three or four, depending how many people are in the class. Mm -hmm. Everybody cooks everything. Mm -hmm. Um, so that group of four will cook all three or four things that are on the menu together. And it's great like that because there's always somebody that maybe didn't really want to come or didn't doesn't just doesn't want to cook. And yeah. so like there's space in here, like as you see, they can't see. I'll take pictures. <laughs> but you know, so people can kind of lounge and like yeah. kick back. And I had a woman say once it was a Friday night, and I'll never forget it. She said, uh, Somebody was like, come on, get up and help us chop this basil or whatever it was. And she said, I gave all week. I just want to take. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. Yeah. You know? So and there's so space there for that space too. People for... can just hang out. And I always tell people that. Like, do what you want. This is your night. Yeah. And so everybody cooks every, uh, everything and then uh, sits down at the table at the end and eats and has a good time. That's cool. So, yeah. 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 New friendships are formed, I'm yeah. sure. People, get, like, people are like, oh, what's your Facebook? What's your phone number? Yeah. What's your Instagram? So it's, yeah. it's cute. It's fun. That's very cool. Yeah. And I, I do love how much, um, how community-oriented Food Lab feels. Yeah. Um, you know, and you're on a part of Pearl Street, which is the main street in Boulder, that has a lot of really great food stuff, too. Yeah. Like Fresca, the restaurant you mentioned, is right next door, and... Um, cured, where yeah. you can just go and buy cheese and wine and, you know, bread and all sorts yeah. of different things is, is there too. So I'd imagine there's a lot of maybe collaboration that can happen um, too, like even if it's just like ideas of different classes and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, we're in agree. The, the East End of Pearl is like, I, I love it down here. Yeah. And yeah, the neighbors are awesome. And so... We've got a class coming up where we'll be doing wine tasting, but we don't, we, we sell wine here, you know, with the liquor license, there's like certain things that mm-hmm. we, we, we don't sell retail, mm-hmm. but next door, our neighbor does. Mm-hmm. And so when we have the wine tasting, we'll have forms. And if people like the wine, they can just fill out the form right then perfect. and order it from next door and go pick it up the next day That's or whatever. Perfect. So we have yeah. fun little. That's little very cool. Like yeah. That. Cured has a great wine list with yes. a lot of really good natural wines too. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So what, do you have anything, um, kind of envisioned for the future that's not in the space right now? Is there kind of 
anything special that's that you've kind of got on your mind but hasn't quite come to fruition yet? <sighs> I don't know. I'm only nine months down, so it's like there's. I mean, it's funny because like there's new ideas constantly. constantly. I said to somebody recently, I, I, I'm learning. I'm learning something new every day, and he said you should take a break from that once in a while. <laughs> it's hard to do that though. <laughs> but I was like, oh, maybe I should. But um, you know, so every every day I'm thinking about new things, yeah. and um, I definitely am getting to a point now where I feel like the the place is running mm-hmm. now. And so now I can start to think about stuff like that. Like yeah. I'm having, uh, you know, we're going to try to get some more of those kind of bigger chefs in here, maybe quarterly, mm-hmm. um, which wasn't really on my radar too much in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I was more like, let's get the community in here. Let's get us established. Let's yeah. get things rolling. And now it's like, okay, we know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Kind of. I mean, <laughs> do you ever really? I know. Doing? Well, you, you can't predict who's coming in either. So it's hard to... <laughs> so stuff like that. And, um, yeah, just, you know, always thinking about, I'm always thinking about what's next. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always a thought in my mind. Yeah. Very is it cool. next place? Is it... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. New classes. And, yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Um, so kind of to wrap up, you know, my blog is about home economics uh-huh. and, you know, cooking and learning to cook is a big part of that. What are a few pieces of advice that you would give to someone who's never, like, who's been afraid to cook? One of my biggest pieces of advice is do not be afraid. <laughs> um, I always tell people, you know, when you fail in the kitchen is when you learn. Yep. Like you put, you oversalt something, you're never going to oversalt something again. Mm-hmm. You know, you undercook chicken, you're never going to undercook chicken again. It's mm-hmm. hard to perfect a dish twice, but it's really easy not to mess it up twice. Yeah. Um, and then it's just food. And you can always throw it away. Feed it to your husband. Feed it to the dog. You know, <laughs> like it, yeah. So that's my, you know. I always tell people relax in the kitchen. It's not you know. And and another thing is people are always like I don't understand. Like how do you have eight burners going? And you know. And how do you how do you do this? And how do you cook for thirty people at mm. one time? And then you know I say, well, what do you do for? profession mm-hmm. like well I'm a pharmacist I'm like well I could never do that yeah so you should never you know like you you should never be down on yourself for not being able to have eight burners going and feeding 30 yeah. people because that's what I do professionally yeah so it's like you know that just to give yourself a break in the kitchen and yeah. experiment yeah it is kind of cool because listening to you talk made me feel Maybe kind of realize how much food really meets you where you are at. Like yeah. you don't have to like master the Julia Child whatever recipe. You know, yeah. like you can like the food will meet you where you're at. Wherever yeah, I like you, that. Yeah, wherever you're comfortable with. Yeah, still be food, and you can still make it edible. It, it doesn't yeah. have to be super fancy, but it can be too. Yes. Yeah. And that on that, I always tell people too that it's uh, to pick your battles in the kitchen. Like, yeah. like, don't <laughs> feel like you have to make homemade chicken stock yeah you know because somebody's sometimes people get like I do too like overwhelmed like yeah. oh my, and not everything in here is from scratch and I'm like I have two kids I'm running a business <laughs> I do not have to make from scratch mac and cheese every time yeah. as a matter of fact yeah. I never do because the time <laughs> I made it for my children they were like what is this yeah where is the Annie's like yeah <laughs> but yeah to just That's go funny. easy on yourself and pick your battles and, yeah, yeah yeah and then you know maybe be aware too of like if you're gonna by you know like boxed macaroni and cheese or whatever like look for the organic or you know yeah. whatever like know what you're buying at least yeah yeah um, good good quality products yeah and there's a lot out there so for sure yeah more and more especially through the whole foods and luckies yeah and all that. yeah yeah cool well thank you so much i'll put yeah. all the links to everything on the website cool and i can't wait to see what 
food lab becomes in the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming in. Yeah, thanks. Cool. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Modern Domestique podcast, and a really big thanks to Casey for this episode's interview. To learn more about Food Lab, head over to the Modern Domestique website for links and more information. And if you don't live around the Boulder area, try looking up a cooking school near you for some fun classes. After this conversation, I'm really inspired to try and cook something new, and it's always so helpful to have a teacher show you how. Up next in Season 2 is an interview with a community gardening program and a local art therapy hive, so make sure to subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss a thing. And if you like the podcast, please take the time to tell a friend or to leave a rating or a review so that other people can find this podcast too. As always, I'd love to hear about your takeaways from today's episode. So please make sure to stay in touch on the website, Facebook, or Instagram. Thanks again for tuning in, and have a very modern domestic day. <laughs>